Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed. I am Joseph Scrimshaw. And I am Ken Napshock. And this is the Mandalorian Report. Oh no, Ken has been replaced by a grizzled weirdo. <laughs> a wizened little wizard man. Which is just my favorite thing on this show all the time. Oh, so many wonderful grizzled, weird, grizzled wizened weirdos. Grizzled wizened weirdos. And like last week, every week we do our best grizzled weirdo moments. And I feel so bad that... I missed a grizzled weirdo moment oh, yeah? from chapter two, and it's I saw it because it's highlighted in the recap for chapter three oh, yeah. of when the Jawas are saying "suka suka." <laughs> that Quill does the classic gesture of like 
Ten, rubbing his eyebrows like the, oh oh god this this situation is giving me a tension headache <laughs> oh, a beautiful grizzled weirdo moment uh, there's going to be many many I can't remember what it was there was something this weekend where uh, yeah. where my wife was like well we got to do that first and I was like suka she's like the hell are you talking about I was like it's now what I'm going to say every time like well we're going to a show but we have to stop at the liquor store it's a side quest <laughs> it's a side quest it's suka. <laughs> and Suka indeed. Suka indeed. Well, we are going to get into this. This is the Mandalorian Report. Every week we are doing a breakdown, a discussion, a review, a freakout about the latest episode of The Mandalorian. We are now talking about Chapter 3, The Sin. So uh, we, lo- we usually start with just kind of an overall reaction. Uh, so I just want to start with... The earliest part of the episode, in some ways, the title. (laughs) Uh, Love that title. I'm glad you highlighted that. I love that title. It feels feels very Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2 to me, Um, (laughs) and not to bring Tarantino into it, but uh, I just... It just was like, ooh, because you, 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 and I'll talk about it. Like, there's a lot of things in this episode where you're like, yeah, no, this, this probably, you knew this was going to happen. It probably yeah. had to happen. It's, but it's a, it's the hows and the whys, not the what. And so when that came up, I was like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Gonna, he, he's gonna do it. Yeah. He's gonna do it. Yeah. So I was excited. I feel like it retroactively makes the child more interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, I just, I love that they have chapter names and using yeah. chapter because it does so signal the adventure serial, uh, uh, aspect of Star Wars. Absolutely. Um, but the child, and obviously Baby Yoda, but you can also think, like, is that, are we talking about the Mandalorian? How much is yeah. he still motivated by who he was when he was a child? Yeah. But the sin is great because it is pretty, it is asking you to go, yeah. well, which sin? Yeah. What is the sin? Because it's not a fistful of sins. <laughs> it is the sin. The so sin. for you, what was the sin? Well, you know what? I'm going to say my gut reaction is the sin that was committed by the Mandalorian. Because sin against the guild, breaking mm. guild, guild rules. However, uh, you could argue the sin was whatever was done or is there trying to do to Baby Yoda. Or uh, the sin uh, might have been uh, the, the Mandalorian's past and the Purge. Maybe that was the sin. Maybe that's the sin. I, I go to the Mandalorian, though. This is a sin against the rules of what he is supposed to do. Oh, wow. I think this title is going to be like a great Rorschach test. Uh, it, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. I think you listed a, a lot of great possible sins. This yeah. is just, this episode's loaded with sins. Yeah. Uh, there's breaking the guild code. There's the, uh, he gets, you know, uh, yelled at by the other Mandalorian about mm. uh, sitting with Imperials. Yes. Working for Imperials at right. all. And yeah. I don't know if people can pick it up, but there are sirens by my apartment. Literally down your which street. Which makes me feel even more <laughs> sinful. Like, they're coming for us. They're coming for us. Uh, anyway, but for me, yeah, I think going to the core of what I feel the show is about, mm. he's got Mandalorian rules, he's got guild rules, mm. uh, but he's got to be true to himself as well. And for yeah. me, I think the sin is handing over Baby Yoda when he knows. Mm. It's not a, this you know, good. after the fact, I realize it. he knows. He soon. As soon as he is getting off his ship, you know, and they do such a great storytelling job of the yeah. stormtroopers grabbing him and him saying, be careful with that. And that, right. that look from Baby Yoda as he floats into the other room, we're like, you, are you really going to leave me here? <laughs> leave me. All right. You know, every, everything about yeah. it, it, to me, like, 
this is about mm-hmm. him recognizing his what to him is a sin and correcting it. I like it too. I like what you're saying because one sin le- usually leads to another. Yeah. So like you said, a lot of sins yes. floating around. <laughs> the uh, best option in a sinful selection. Yeah, but I get behind what you're saying because again, it, it, it's no secret, right? There's, there's, going back to episode one, when he puts his hand out to touch him, touch the the finger of of, of the child, like. You know there's this connection. You know the feel. So yeah. it plays out so well. And you're right. It's weighing on him yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of the uh, imagery from him yeah. as a kid, the flashback that mm-hmm. got a little bit more detailed that makes me feel even more like that's yeah. that's what he's uh, connecting to. Um, in terms of other overall reaction, what were some other big picture things that you loved about this particular episode? I, I loved... Uh, or the, didn't like. I shouldn't, uh, yeah, shouldn't sure, be loaded. No, some, um, I'll tell <laughs> I... Think some of the Mandalorians flying is clumsy. How about that? I'll okay. start there. Um, <laughs> but no, I loved I loved the action. Uh, that uh, you know we've got a lot of action with the Jawas. But, oh yeah. Uh, the, the the shootout at the end, a very Western style. But also Deborah Chow today just was an interview of, of the the um, kung fu films from her father's past. Oh wow! And bringing that into it, and then also a lot of John Wick. I thought was in, oh god, in, yeah. In this is this was like I think this was like real <laughs> parallel thinking, right? Yes. Because I think it would, Favreau has been working on this for a long time, and the fact that it is yeah. Uh, here's the end of uh, John Wick two, pretty much. Yeah. I was waiting for Ian McShane's excommunicado. Oh, Ian McShane is really missing from this <laughs> really collection is. of grizzled weirdos. So I liked a lot of the overall, just the big action uh, going on, but it always goes to those those cores themes we talk about. And, and there's a moment we'll dive into with the client that was just my favorite moment of him basically really, really challenging the Mandalorian by, by, by saying Mandalorians are hard to find and not, I mean, literally, yes, but just this like, you, I know there's a code and you're not that. You're yeah. a dirty little bounty hunter doing <laughs> dirty little things. And I, I just love those big themes that yeah. are present yeah. throughout. I think I loved the amount of violence because <laughs> it yeah. is one of the reasons that we like Star Wars. It's called Star Wars. It is about yeah. conflict. It is a, a large attraction to Star Wars has always been these fascinating, mysterious, yeah. but just cool looking, aesthetically pleasing characters fighting in this fighting this uh, show is having so much fun with those action figure moments of yeah here's a boba fett versus a bunch of stormtroopers taking him down with a wild amount of fun variety yeah so i i enjoy that but uh, what i i was really affected by the first time i was watching it is what a nice feeling it is to be so at least for me, mm. morally on the side of the Mandalorian when he's about to do a bunch of violence. Mm, yeah. Because it was sort of like, oh, well, we're watching a war, and like, there's a lot in Star Wars that is, it's the good side versus the dark side. But this is just so, the way the story is being told, you are not asking to, being asked to feel any empathy for the client mm. or his scummy remnant, remnant yeah. stormtroopers. To, so to see the Mandalorian go, all right, actually, no, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to rescue an innocent child from yeah. whatever bizarre horror and that is why i'm burning yeah. stormtroopers alive and <laughs> smashing them in the face and you know choking them and stabbing them in the back like so to be on board with super interesting visually cool surprising star wars violence mm-hmm. and also feel like i am morally with the reasons the Mandalorian is doing this yeah i like that because there's one moment where i think dr pershing 
is begging for that kind of compassion, empathy, and hey, I'm not all bad. And it's like, well, just the fact that you're already doing what you're doing, you don't you don't earn it. Yeah. You don't earn it. And but Mando doesn't. Mando doesn't kill him. Doesn't kill him. Doesn't kill him. And then when I see stormtroopers burned, I think, oh, this is the Star Wars Joseph Scrimshaw has been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Burn those stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also, another big picture reaction was these, each chapter feels very similar, very of a piece. Like mm-hmm. it's just building the story, but it is having this great uh, bit of being uh, distinctive. And chapter mm-hmm. two very much felt like, we're diving into who the Mandalorian is and this fun tale of a guy just like, I'm just trying to get a job done yeah. bonding with baby Yoda. Of course we're continuing with the Mando character, but chapter three felt like so much on purpose here. We are going to dump a bunch of word world building. Yeah. We're going to let you know a little bit more about, uh, how these people feel about the new Republic, mm-hmm. how this yes. Mandalorian group works and what their deal is and why, what are the possibilities of baby Yoda, uh, in mm-hmm. the perception of the empire. There is yeah. so much world building while still being small and contained and insular. Absolutely. A lot of those, those guild rules we were talking about, a lot about how that yeah. works. Um, uh, even just in, in story. Now, now we know I, I, I got I was, I was, I kept asking the question of who, who sent all the bounty hunters to get him? And it's like, <laughs> Oh, the, here, the answer is pretty simple. It's the client and grief cargo did it. The client. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> this is why we don't overthink things. Just the answer will unfold. But again, show show world like the plot world building of, of just like now we get to we take extract the mater- materials you need and i can't protect you and and uh you know what's what's pershing say blank blank wants us to bring them back yeah like all those little like all right now we're i really feel this episode was was exploding into the second act of this film that right. we got right here are some answers and here are some more questions yes which yeah. is very very nice all right so you already mentioned one of your favorite mm. things uh, so you have a favorite big thing, favorite small thing. What is it? You wanted to talk about that Mandalorian, that line about uh, yeah. Mandos are more rare than the steel. Yeah, because there's this literal level uh, discussion point where, you know, they are. They're gone. The Great Purge, whatever exactly happened. We're getting more of a sense of what happened. The Empire had lot to do with it i think it's a pretty <laughs> literal line of they shattered our world yeah i don't think that they mean that in the same way people like uh, they, that kiss rocked my world yeah. i don't think it's metaphorical i think yeah they literally shattered mandalore in some the, way uh, angry hand of the empire smashed into mandalore so we're getting those answers but but the the idea that uh we talked we talked a lot with quill just really challenging but going back to episode one of just challenging him to be who you're born to be. Yeah, it's ride the, the mythosaur. Ride the mythosaur. mythosaur. Um, blurg it out, baby. Um, <laughs> so to have the client who seems to be not, not necessarily specifically aware of the Mando, but just overall, just like you're a Mandalorian who's a bounty hunter. You've been on the run. The Empire destroyed your people. Your best guards now my credits, you know. And for him to really say to him, Mandalorians are a lot harder to find these days, isn't just, again, yeah, they're hiding over there. It is, you know, can you be a Mandalorian and all that honor and the code and and, and the warlike thing, too. I really want to discuss Mandalorian culture a little bit in this yeah, episode. Yeah, definitely. We got, uh, we got some, it's some really, canon section, and we'll dive deep into that. Really important. Um, and I just love that moment. I love our, our hero being challenged because uh, 
these delicious shades of gray we always talk about loving and needing in some stories and everything. I, the more I watch this show, and you touched upon it a little bit with what you said, we're, we're, we're not rooting for the Empire here or sad sack stormtroopers, like I call them, with, with droopy armor yeah. parts. Um, like this, no, there's no gray area in Mandalorian, in the Mandalorian to me. He's had, he, he, he has had to take this job or, or this path to survive, and maybe he's disconnected. But with the flashbacks and 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 keeping to his culture, trying to keep his like to me, it's not so much good and bad. But you know what I mean? Like he's yeah, not going around the galaxy going, ah, it's okay to kill babies or something like that. He already knows, right? And it's just about him finally being bold enough to be out and about with that. To me, to me, yeah. And that's why I, I love that line. Yeah, I like that line on so many levels. And I think you're right that there are great surface levels and there are great mm. depth levels. And that, that surface level of just telling us, the audience, of they, yes, we are confirming mm. to the audience there aren't a whole world for, full of Mandalorians that yeah. they have actually been whittled down. Yeah. Which, you know, combines then with the, the they shattered our world and we learn more about them being in hiding. All that surface level stuff that, that we will talk about. Right. But, you know, you, you want to think about why the client is saying these things, right? And why he's painting him in Beskar. Yeah. And it is that just great, gross, emotional manipulation mm. of like, well, I've heard you're the best and I'm going to compliment you because you're yeah. so good. And I'm going to hire you because you're so good and I'm going to dangle what you truly want, the Beskar. But I'm going to be sure that it also has the Imperial seal on it and tell yeah. you, oh, it's it's too bad. This should really be in the right hands. And all this emotional ma- manipulation came down to me, that line felt like uh, it was getting ahead of the hunter and prey theme yeah. of like, I'm going to mm. damn you with false praise and compliment you for being such a badass Mandalorian. But what I'm really reminding you is the empire broke you yeah. physically. We broke your world. I think we killed many of your people yeah. and we broke your spirit. Yeah. You're not a real Mandalorian. Yeah. Like can't actually find many of you like actually living yeah. And the ones who are, are still under our boot. Yeah. We are better than you. But thanks for doing such a great job. Thanks. You're really great. Here's an and, ice cream yeah. maker. And just yeah. the, the threat, too, of like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Look, if you break the, the guild code, you, like, you, don't have any, you don't have any leverage. You don't have any way to move. So it sets up, mm-hmm. you know, I, the strength of his yeah. choices going back to, you know, we talked about early on when we found out that George Lucas visited the set and yeah. Favreau said, hey, I asked George, you know, his advice. And he reminded me, it's always about lessons for 12-year-olds. Yeah. And this is just such a great classic, mm-hmm. him saying, like, you're not who you think you are on a deep personal level. You don't have the power you think you have on a real physical, yeah. actual world level. Yeah. So just stay in line. Yeah. And then the Mando going, nah, I think I'm going to step out of line because it's yeah. the right thing to do. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to pick yeah. that thread back up. <laughs> I want to pick that because I want to I want to hear uh, your favorite. Uh, yeah. Moment. Uh, just a like small detail moment. Uh, and this is one of those I think like, oh, yeah, you could see it coming. But it was just fun for me to see is, you know, obviously the world is losing their mind about Yoda Baby and yeah. the uh, depth of his uh, emotional reactions. <laughs> but Yoda Baby just knowing, like, especially if you know he's force sensitive, mm. just these are bad people. Yeah. Like, I love I love his little ears flapping as he's going down the street. Oh, God. And, uh, like, <laughs> Yoda Baby with his head out of it's his baby basket, like a dog out the window with the ears flapping. <laughs> but then as soon, like, and just taking it all in. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Where am I? Yeah. And then 
boom, these are bad boom. people. In that his little eyes just, mm. you know, uh, mm. his brow froze just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And just knowing these are bad people right away. I just, I love that little detail because it just it's, emotionally so gets you on the side of like, yeah. don't give the baby yeah. to the assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, the, the, the very clear choice in episodes uh, now two and three to, to see things from baby Yoda's point of view yeah is 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 really interesting to me yeah sometimes physically definitely emotionally definitely emotionally yeah. <laughs> and, and that look for the stormtroopers and but that ear flapping moment's my favorite small moment watching it with uh, my girlfriend grace she burst into tears like cute tear like the yeah she like, so loves too much yeah like we'll watch a nat geo dog show and she'll cry all the way through because she loves dogs so much that little flapping ear moment she just started to cry yeah because it was just so cute it's, it's so it's amazing driving home the innocence right because yeah. you can get into all of these discussions we're like well who has what code and well the empire did maintain order so that in all of that just shatters when you see something totally Mm. innocent and intuitive yeah it's just like i'm not gonna go to your panel at a convention that maybe the empire was right they're (laughs) evil and i sense it because i am an innocent intuitive (laughs) creature right but my bias (laughs) what Uh, the empire can do for you and i understand but that that to me is the power and I think that's the thing with Mando's. He could get caught up in like the bounty hunter code, the truth of the Empire's station versus my station. The New yeah. Republic is a joke, and the baby's intuitive emotional responses oh, cuts through all that and just gets back to humanity. Side note, side note. In modern canon, we we hear a lot of this. Hey, you know, some of the stormtroopers didn't know, and there's a working man, Bodhi Rook, and all those kind of things, and and uh, you know, this heroes on both sides kind of conversation. If you really, really watch and read. Almost every time those characters of that point of view come to a realization that the Empire is wrong. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's forgotten. Yes. Ray Slow, Sienna Ree, uh, Bodhi Rook, uh, a the, lot of the things Alphabet here. Squadron Alphabet characters. Squadron, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of times of, yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't know. We, we were on the Death Star. I was just doing my job. They blew up Alder- Alderaan? Oh, that ain't good. That's, that's really that's <laughs> really quite bad. Yeah. It's and, for, side note, it's just a bigger conversation. Really, yeah. But it might come into play here. The remnant yeah. stormtroopers, from my perspective, like, you really can leave now. Yeah. Right? You're not part, you're not yeah, stuck yeah. in a galaxy utterly controlled by this. You could go, like, you could desert pretty easy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I think one of my favorite big things, uh, there's so many different I, I, big ideas and themes, and we will talk about them. Mm-hmm. But I like the small thread that becomes big of the Mandos deciding to be stronger together. Yes. Because heavy infantry Mando, um, who I believe people uh, spotted in the credits. Uh, Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla, so yeah. which everybody thought he sounded like uh, Favreau, for, which, yeah. and, and I did as well. So anyway, that his argument for what the Mandalorian should be is not just about the hiding, but that our strength used to be our numbers. Yeah. And I love having that. It would have been a cool moment no matter what when all of the Mandalorians showed up. Yeah. And that they backed the main Mando's play. Mm. But the fact that it was teed up with, hey, we disagree about where we should be going. And my perspective is we're stronger together. It's, right. it's once again one of those moments that super cool on the surface, but also, you know, you dig into yep. what it means. And. You know, the Mandalorians can be seen as badasses or bounty hunters, yeah. you know, uh, in all, but just again, that simple message of we're stronger together. We're stronger when we don't hide. We're stronger when we stand up and go, nope. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So I cheered so much uh, alone in my home at, you know, <laughs> 1230 at night, uh, not only because it was 
mm-hmm. a ton of Mandalorians live action flying and blasting. Yeah. But because it had been set up that how that decision got made and that it would be a debate among it, that group. There's so much juicy goodness in the armor, armor scenes yeah. this, this time around. I mean, there was the first time around. Everything you said, uh, we, we could really dive into and how it sets up the stakes from, you know, what they, you know, our secrecy is our survival. Our, our survival is our strength is, is, is one of the things said at one yeah. point. So to blow that secrecy for the sake of this cause. And then, and then I, I still, I think you just kind of touched upon it. I don't necessarily know if they are like, yeah, it's, we're going to save the baby and him. They're like, he is making the choice as a Mandalorian and we are going to support that choice. Yes. And yes. I, and it was like really heavy stuff. Or you could just say cool flying action. Yeah. Well, and it go, it go, we'll talk a lot about more about the hunter and prey thing, but it goes to the hunter and yeah. prey thing too. Of like, that was a moment where the main Mando made himself the prey. Yeah. And the rest of the man was like, nah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let's let him be a hunter right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I, I would not argue that this was necessarily a super purposeful theme, but I like the connection between the Mandalorian gets his shiny new armor in the same episode where the so much emotionally hinges on baby Yoda being fascinated by a shiny ball, shiny ball <laughs> and just the connection between like, like just the awesome. literal shiny imagery being a big part of the episode. I love, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to dive in, but I love, uh, I, there's a line that he says again in that sequence where he says, my armor has lost its integrity. Yeah. And I, I've said, and what integrity means in, you know, my tacos and burritos sometimes yeah. lose their integrity <laughs> when they collapse in my hands. But for him to just to say it so plainly after just being challenged by the client. Yeah. And then for him to kind of be like, bathe me in Mandalorian and I'm going to walk around proud. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. We're moment. definitely going to do that. I oh, think that is such good. a big part of it, of that idea of being seen. So we, we'll dive into that. I, you know, because we are often legitimately fans of things mm. and we discuss it from that point. Sometimes every once in a while, people are like, do they dislike anything? Yeah. So I'll throw something out. Okay. That uh, I like the spirit of the salute at the end, but in the great Star Wars debate of what is too real world for you, which is different for everyone, yeah. the literal straight up salute was too real world for me. I like the sentiment, but I wished uh-huh. it had been some sort of like different something that had that spirit there, there's such a history in mm-hmm. sci-fi of, of different ways that like oh that's clearly a gesture of honor yeah the straight up like enjoy your hot dogs on fourth of july salute salute and i know it's it's in canon already and all that yeah, yeah. but for me yeah. it is like eh, i would have liked a different salute that's my deep criticism it, of this it, episode. <laughs> well it ties to like i love i mean there's so much great practical stuff including baby yoda in this so i i I get it. I get how the how the how the uh, hot dog is made here. It did. It, there was a little bit of unintentional laughter on my part when the Mandos were landing. It was like Mary Poppins in the '60s, like <laughs> Julie Andrews landing, and then that that scene at the end. Um, you know, Grace again. What her and I watching it. This is my second time watching it. Her her first. She laughed at that scene, not in a good way. In the, in the at, salute, at the in salute. Particular. Yeah, she laughed. Um, you know, that is what it is. I'm I'm with you too. Yeah, it just it stood out. I like the line. I need to give me one of those. Oh yes, that was yeah. that was a great line. Yeah. But for those of you, we have such great listeners on Force Center who want who want the positivity, and the positivity is honest. You will never hear fake positivity from us. But yeah. sometimes people are. Do you dislike anything? So there you go. For our fans who want us <laughs> to that. dislike something, the salute in spirit worked. In execution, did not work for me personally. <laughs> Mark it moving down. on. Mark it moving down. on. Uh, so I wanted to talk about 
canon effects, canon yeah. revelations. Uh, when I added this to our list of how we were going to go about discussing mm. the uh, the episodes, I thought that this section might be a little lighter. But this episode, mm. there are yeah. a ton of impacts on larger Star Wars canon and revelations. Um, yeah. So let's walk through some of them. Uh, we got, of course, the Cam Tono, the famous ice cream maker. Yes. How you how you feeling about all that? Um, great choice. I don't need, it's one of those, like, I don't need those answers, but I love those answers <laughs> when he pulled it out. Cause we had seen, I think that it was an Instagram post from Favreau a long time that, that ago. he posted that it was going to be in yeah. use. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. It was great. And then like, we can, that's your answer. I yeah. screw it. Will Rowe was taking his money. Yeah. yeah. His money or who knows his, yeah, who knows? his family jewels. Maybe ice cream on the inside. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. He could have very uh, valuable yeah. ice cream. But it was uh, fun. And for, I'm sure many people have done this deep dive, but for those who haven't, Cam Tono mm-hmm. is the name of the thing and it gets uh, reinforced because it's mentioned mm-hmm. in an earlier chapter and again in this chapter in a different context of why don't you mm-hmm. just take a Cam Tono of spice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you'll, you'll have a good time, says Grief Garga. Uh, but Cam Tono apparently comes from this viral video where a father is trying to get his young daughter to repeat, I want ice cream. And for some inexplicable reason, she keeps, she says, I, I, I want, she repeats I and want. And then instead of ice cream, every time she says, Cam Tono, <laughs> totally inexplicable. There you go. Uh, so there are layers and layers. I did if not you want to, if you want to dig. Uh, all right. So in terms of canon, this isn't really a revelation, but it's the first time it's directly addressed in the show. The mention of the New Republic that Grief Karga throws out like, well, if you have a problem with the Imperials, you know, warlords being active and doing weird stuff to some baby, you can go back to the core and tell it to the uh, New Republic. And his response, that's a joke. (laughs) So what what was your take on that? Love that. Love that. Talk about uh, the state of the galaxy. We always talk about that and the world building, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Loved it. It was grief, Karga, the way his tone was uh, and the response. And this is, it's interesting because it's five years after. Right. And it's still a struggle. And this is the realistic approach to the, hey, we won, we danced with the Ewoks, then what? If you're continuing the story. And I saw oh, saw someone uh, tweet out, uh, actually it was in an article about, yo, uh, Disney destroyed Luke Skywalker's victory at Endor uh, and the Rebellion's victory by making it hard now, you know, the First Order and, and the New Republic struggling. I'm like, what? What kind of storytelling do you want if, yeah. if Grief Karga had said, go tell it to the New Republic. Oh, yeah, they're the best. Things are working great. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So uh, it was a deep moment for me. It just, it, 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 yeah. no, not surprising to, if you've been paying attention to Aftermath and Alpha yeah. and all those things, Bloodlines even. So I like that a lot. Yeah. And I think I'm, uh, I understand the people who are like, hey, I liked when the original trilogy ended and it was a bit of a fairy tale ending of, and they lived happily ever after and things were better. Hey, if you're in that world, great. I understand. But for me, I even had a little bit of that when this project was first announced. But Mm. what I like is that the New Republic is doing great in the core and they will, they would probably resolve something like this in the core. And if it turned out that Werner Herzog is a Sith Lord, Luke would address that. Right. But this is all about, we're telling a smaller story 
in a faraway part of the galaxy, and the New Republic is not yeah. big enough to handle every little thing. The Empire wasn't either. You know, you know, you know. There's, right. you, there's still those parts in the stories of oh, the Empire doesn't know this is here. The Empire hasn't got here yet, or the Empire doesn't know what to do with this. Like that, I, that, that comes up a lot, and so it would track that the New Republic has even. They're trying to stand on their feet even more than yeah. you know the empire was. So um, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, and especially if the we know that the new republic is like, well, we don't really want to be militant. So yeah, it's five years in. So that debate is really raging. Of like, okay, well, what are they going to do? And the Mando yeah. has a complicated history with every <laughs> government. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so moving on, yeah. uh, extract what you need. Let's talk about yeah. extract what you need. So that, yeah. the, A, I just liked having the Mandalorian's blaster that people have been joking about looking like a tuning fork uh, mm. since the holiday special. Seemed to be, because I kind of took it as like it was, because he's pointing the blaster. Yeah. and Which he could just be covering it, but I kind of took it as it's a little bit of a sonic device that is allowing him to hear through. Yeah, his... Yeah, what a, what a, this is a Swiss army knife of a gun here. It, it's like a it. very impressive weapon, as Grief Karga <laughs> says later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that because, you know, the choices they have made in this series thus far, we'll see if that changes, of we only get information if the Mandalorian hears it. We got the most we've ever got. We got, like, this conversation with that dust-breathing bounty hunter and Grief Karga. <laughs> But Mandalorian's always like a step away from those scenes. Quill, we saw a little bit of him. So everything needs to come to Mandalorian's ears for us to hear it or pick it up. And so this was a really fun device for me of like, yeah. oh, okay, we got a little info. Not all of it. Well, and also just like, again, with Andre and Prey, seeing him hunt. Yeah. Of like, I'm trying to get as much information as I can before I go in there so I can be strategic about them. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm stalking them. Yeah. Uh, but the specific... Uh, you mentioned it. We get the snippets of dialogue. We get uh, just extract what you need and let's go. Uh, I, the, I, I think I, we were told to bring him in alive. Yeah. Or, he, or uh, they want them alive. Blank explicitly ordered us to bring it back. Blank alive. explicitly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. great, great. So we didn't actually hear the them or he or she or they. Um, and then the I can no longer protect you. Yes. Yes. Uh, from the, the client, client, right? Mm. I think all that's juicy, and I think all, a lot of that is going to come uh, flying out. But extract what you need. Yes. What various wild uh, theories of your own do you felt were confirmed or denied by that phrase, extract what you need from Baby Yoda? It's it's really hard to turn away from the clone angle because of the Camino uh, clone patch and all that stuff. It, it's really hard for me to return yeah. away from that. And I'm not a super, super fan of the clone ideas. We've talked about that a lot. I like clone troopers. That's all I'm, I'm good for. But... Because it's kind of tied into that, I, you know, I, I, these theories going around of, well, you know, at some point, Yoda was tested for many chlorians. Does the Jedi uh, Temple have that on record? Did the Empire get in, in control of that? Do they, do they have those records? Is this a he is a clone of Yoda theory? Or could be a clone. Like, I still don't think it's baby Yoda specifically, though, you know, Lucasfilm other than, well, Disney's trying to pull all the gifts out of the galaxy now and and claiming copyright on those gifts yeah it's um, a, the the baby yoda is sadly out of the floating baby yeah. bucket even in europe i think yeah and and i just i i, I do wonder some of it's big business and and, and, and frustrating but sometimes i'm just like they're like oh man this is being spoiled everywhere <laughs> like we need to like clamp it down on this one but that's a different <laughs> conversation so i am leading towards not yoda but they want to take this thing and make more of them yeah i i think the clone 
of Baby Yoda makes perfect sense in Star Wars. I wonder about where it gets us narratively. Yeah. Of like, it's intriguing for us as fans, but this like goes to like that whole conversation of, well, raping Kenobi's granddaughter makes sense, but yeah. you got, what does that mean emotionally? And how do you explain that right. in a way that impacts the story? So I do wonder of like, well, what it would mean to Mando? Yeah. If, you know, yeah. I know there's a theories that, you know, maybe he was rescued by Yoda. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but to me, the extract what you need combined with a lot of people didn't seem to care whether it was alive or dead. Dr. Pershing's trying to keep it alive, maybe for moral reasons, maybe for right. science reasons. Maybe there's the idea of like, we can get what we need from its corpse. And Dr. Pershing like, no, 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 we do need it alive. Yeah. Maybe scientifically, maybe morally. I am wondering if we're heading toward a story where we've got Moff Gideon mm-hmm. is the warlord uh, kind of above the client. Right. And that he's got some mad scheme to give himself force powers. I like that idea. And I, and I was going to say, I my guess on blank is Moff Gideon. Yeah. Again, going to sometimes the simple answer is what it's going to be. Um, yeah, that makes... If you're trying to recapture the glory of the Empire and you yeah. need a tool, that could be interesting. Yeah, because the nature of the Empire, the mm-hmm. nature of the Sith, the nature of a warlord who's yep. hanging on five years after, right, right, would not necessarily be like, I want a bunch of little green force atomic bomb weapons. Yeah. It would be more selfish. It would be, I have found these relics. I have heard these rumors. The reason Palpatine was powerful is he had these abilities yeah i want them mm-hmm. now i don't want to just direct them i want them yeah. to be mine which gets into some really interesting sort of uh early early in science fiction you know frankenstein novel is described as the first science fiction novel and it has all these themes of like mm. can you manipulate you know life yeah. in that way so to to have star wars play with that i really trust these storytellers to play with like uh, having that be a cool story and also having to be like, that's not how the force works. You can't take the force from the baby and give it to yourself, but I, I, it sure makes sense for if, them to try if, narratively. If you're high up ranking in, in the empire, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't even know Palpatine's true nature, but yeah. you knew Vader. Yeah. And you knew what that did. And if you're like, Hey, I'm trying to reestablish this on my own. That's an interesting theory of like, inject it, right. put it in me. Or somebody in Moff Gideon's age is like, I am aware of yeah. the Jedi. Yes. That was suppressed, but that's all true. Yeah. And I want that. Yeah. It's really, really interesting to it's me. It's an interesting theory. Uh, all right. Let's get into all the juicy uh, Mandalorian scene. Absolutely. Uh, so the, we have the, the literal description of uh, the Empire shattered our world, which uh, do yeah. you take that uh, literally as I do, or do you have a different take? No, I take that literally. I think that's the great purge. I think we talked about going in, and you, you were the one who... who Really, really highlighted some of the early comments of, of the of the client where you're just like, oh, what the way he's talking here? Something went down. It just makes sense. Yeah. At the at the end of Rebels, with Bo-Katan and the Darksaber and the Mandalorian, uh, you know, army sort of rising up in a way. Right. And it's pretty fully functional. Like, you know, the Empire had their Gar Saxon and everybody over overseeing it. They're, you know, it, it's fun. It's a, it's a functioning society, a functioning army, if you yeah. will. So the empire would be number one, pissed. <laughs> yes, and two, crap. We can't have them join. Yes, the, yeah, like, especially just the, strategic the, sense. That's happening just as 
the rebellion is exploding into full bloom, right? With Scarif, yep. right? It's happening so close together. So you can see Scarif happening. You can see yep. like Death Star happening and going, all right, um, if the Death Star hadn't been destroyed, yeah. Mandalore, we're pointing this big gun at you. It's what it's for to control systems. Yeah. So maybe we, maybe they would have done that to keep Mandalore in line, but failing that some other horrific thing yeah. to, I think really, really whittle down surviving Mandalorians. Yeah. And you get a sense that it isn't just, and, and take a home away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Uh, and, 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 and what we have here with the, the armor, armor and these, in these mandos, it's, it seems to be like a, a collection of tribes and houses and clans. Like, you know, I don't get a sense it's all house Vizsla down there. You know what I mean? And yeah. The foundlings and everything. So that they're all trying to band together now when we've seen in rebels specifically to the different houses and, 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 and clans and whatnot. And obviously Southern Clone Wars too. Um, yeah, yeah, just, and I don't even, to me, I don't even know if it's just a big battle and they lost, like something, yeah, went down. That's a little bit more nefarious. I don't know. Uh, I'm not quite poisoning everyone on Geonosis level, but like yeah. you know, you just get a sense of something. Yeah, I feel like there's room for you know so much storytelling of like the Empire experimenting with just different de- hugely destructive devices. Yeah, just because the Death Star isn't there doesn't mean they have, don't have a lot of other. Uh, hell to uh to unleash yeah could just be here's 500 star destroyers yeah boom 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 yeah, boom yeah. boom on the planet um the general society ideas that are laid out by the armor mm. and uh the mandalorian describes this as the the covert right yeah so he uses the, you know we often hear that uh, is a is a different word but it, it really using it as a noun yeah um the rules that she lays out my take was that these are maybe some collection of old Mandalorian rules, mm-hmm. but also taking that sense of honor, taking that sense of unity, mm-hmm. that taking that sense of the old identity of Mandalore, but also having new rules for this new situation. Mm. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of discussion back and forth of like, well, how does that match up with classic? How does that match up with uh death watch? How does that match up with where Bo-Katan left off with the dark saber? And to me it's like, mm. I think maybe some of these things are, it's possible that some of these things are new, right? Or, or we're going to readopt something from thousands of years ago. Yeah, like the never taking your helmet off seems to me to be something either new or brought brought back from the deep past. And the re- yeah, I agree with you because I, I didn't. Yeah, and there's a lot of think pieces going around about uh, is it is it um, you know going against some of the established canon. No, I, because Filoni's involved. Filoni would be the one to go. Yeah. No, Bo-Katan, Sabine Wren, the helmets have come off. Now, you, on, on, on home worlds, helmets are off. In fact, we saw in the Clone Wars, they got streetwear. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the big part of Satine's, like, let's yeah. put this in the past. Yeah. So some old coming back, something new going forward, some kind of different belief, maybe because they have no home right now, and just also public facing, you know. I I mean, they don't, in this little secret little place, they all have their helmets on. Yeah. So I get that. But, like, basically saying, hey, when you leave this place here, your helmet... It makes you think of the Greyjoys. Did you pay the iron price or, yeah. or, or the gold price? Did, did you take it or did you pay for it? And so it's this kind of reversing of like, no one, did anyone take your helmet off? No. Did you take it off? No. Great. That's how it should be. 
unless you lose, you lose your helmet comes off. You are shamed. Yeah. You are not, you've lost your Dothraki braid. I'm going really <laughs> deep into game of Thrones here. So I took it as something relatively new and exciting to learn about. Yeah. I took it as a decision by this leader, this group of this is how we're going to be safe going forwards. Cause you look at Sabine, right? Uh, yeah. who's, Certainly somebody who is, you know, uh, in history is near the time where, where yeah. Satine, not Sabine, <laughs> yeah, yeah. said, let's lay this all aside. Death Watch is, was obviously like, no, let's not. Right. Um, but then with Sabine and her whole family, you get this very fully fleshed out of like, if we could live the way we want to, mm. it's with honor. And we value art in music and here yeah. we built a statue of Tar Vizla and we appreciate the history of the dark saber, mm. uh, and Sabine goes on that great speech about mm. we are our armor and yeah. other people have, have worn this armor through the past, but I have remade it to my own. So there's this more fleshed out view of what a Mandalorian can be like that. The yeah. armor is a part of you, but so is your family. So is your art. So is this. And then the world is shattered yeah. both. I think literally and metaphorically. And I could see somebody like the armor gathering up a group of survivors and saying, we don't we that that soft side mm. the art and the music and the culture that's gone mm. we're going all in on we are the armor yeah to the point you don't take it off mm. you you don't ever let see anybody see your face yeah because that your face isn't who you are your armor is all the way who you are all the way makes sense yeah Makes sense to me. Uh, I again, you know, there's no way Filoni would let something no. slide, and that's why I think it's important uh, and means something. And then they're lost; they have no world, like you said. Um, yeah, and, and I, this I, is the way it feels like. Again, that could be something that's a traditional yeah. Mandalorian thing, but that also could be like a, uh, you know, uh, I will counter your Game of Thrones with some Battlestar Galactica. Nice. The so say we all. Yeah. You know that is really like, coming. That is really a Dama coming from a. We are fractured and barely alive. We absolutely need unity, so we need to say a thing that reminds us of that unity. And the, this like is the way that. it totally had that feeling of, like, it did. let's remind one another, these are the choices we've made, and that's the way forward. I love that. No, I... I yeah, this is the way it's been used a lot uh, in this last four or five days. Um, <laughs> this is the way, and I have spoken. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. A Twitter war. Well, yeah, um, but it... Yeah, I, I think you're right. This isn't, we didn't hear it in Clone Wars, we didn't hear it in Rebels, but this is the way forward means it has a lot of weight to that. Yeah. Which, when they re- reveal themselves, and 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 again, we, we hear your secret, our secrecy is our survival. When they blow that secrecy, mm-hmm. and for the confirmation of, nope, th- this is the way. Yeah. Um, that means it means a lot. Yeah. Did the armor okay yeah. this or is this uh, uh, the, our new Vizsla uh, going? No, I, I I believe more in my idea that our yeah. strength used to be in our numbers and it needs to be again. And 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 there's this conversation uh, I, I I would love to have with you here. I don't know I don't know the answers. Uh, um, we grow up and and now listening. Um, Mandalorian culture. Well, they're warlike, right? That's what we hear. They're yeah. warlike. They're a warlike culture, and they do. They get in a lot of wars. They like their armor. and Especially back in the day. Jedi yeah. kicked their butts. They built armor to make it, you know, they conquered the gal- galaxy. Um, and by the time you get to Clone Wars, Sadine is bringing the new Mandalorian way, and that goes, you know, Bo-Katan's against her, her own sister. Yeah. And then we all know this Bo-Katan ends up coming back around, but it's, 
Bo-Katan at the end of Rebels is represents to me this new way of, no, it, it wasn't like, my sister wasn't, we didn't want to fight and be warlike, but we're not losing any pride. It's to me, to me, similar to the Jedi of, we have this great power, how do you use it? Right. We have this great culture, we have these great skills as warriors, how do we use it? And so the moment of them all emerging, number one, cool. Yeah. Two, this is the way. Yeah. We are we are going to you have made a decision that is based out of honor and based out of your own choice to to the Mandalorian to go against to stand up against these people. We're going to support you and this is the way forward. We're we're warlike but for for good causes, honor and when it comes time to to do the right thing. It was a new it's just very interesting to me when you throw it in conjunction to you know with the, with the Clone War stuff. Yeah, and just such a vote of confidence to say, okay, you could bow down to this Imperial remnant. You could follow the guild code. Yeah. You could follow our new code where we hide and then having all these Mandalorians go, nope, we support you in doing what we think is the right thing. Yeah. And not even clear on whether the Mandalorians are like, yes, he's he kidnapped the baby back. So or or if it's just that they're right. aware that he is being hunted and they're yeah. like, no, you you hunt one of us, you hunt all of us. It's one of our own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and you know exactly where they're coming from, I think is gonna get fleshed out a lot more yeah. uh, as time goes by. But it is so powerful for them to go like, let's push back against all these ideas and say this right. is who we are. Yeah, because they they establish the stake, even with the whistling birds, these are very rare. Use them sparingly, and yeah. he uses them to save the child. Like it just keeps stakes and then we this is what we're losing by deciding to to go this right. way it, it's yeah and you'll have to over find over. you know yeah you'll have to the you'll have to find a new place for the yeah. covert yeah yeah uh the last big canon thing that i wanted to highlight is that the mandalorian did not want the mudhorn as a signet because right. it was not an honorable kill because he was saved by an enemy the enemy why would an enemy save you mm. it, it did not know it was my enemy mm. Uh, so I took this as more possible evidence. I could be totally wrong, but where I'm enjoying taking it is that this group of Mandalorians do perceive force users, maybe Jedi in particular as enemies, Mm -hmm. but this thing is young and innocent and it doesn't know (laughs) it has not, you know, Mm. signed on to the Jedi code, but that you get between the wars with the past of the Jedi with do these Mandalorians think it was a dark period that they let Maul lead them? Right. You know, yes, I forget are, that. are yeah. they aware? Is, is Vader personally involved in the shattering of Mandalore right. with their entire history, both Jedi and Sith with force users? Is that a rule of this specific Mandalorian mm-hmm. of this group that force users are the enemy? I love that tech. I'm going to support it. You win that round. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, it was one of my questions I have this episode, and, and this is why I like taking a couple of days and watching it again and discussing and thinking of it here. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I kind of, I kind of, I personally, in the moment, overlooked the history. Yeah, and it's like, well, why is he enemy? Why is he? Well, yeah, is it just because he was the yeah, bounty, and the, the bounty, bounty is he's the prey, and I'm the hunter in that situation? It could very well be that as well, but I really think you know, f- yeah. For him to refer as the capital T, capital E enemy to the yes. armor means, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seems stronger easy. than, like, yeah. I feel like if Horatio Sands yes. saved him, he wouldn't be like, the enemy saved the enemy. me. He'd be like, it was shameful. The bounty helped me. The prey helped me when I was supposed to be the hunter. Yeah. Which might answer why he was processing with Quill, too, about what, you know, tell tell me again. I don't understand. And how he can, you know, he's, he's 
he feels it. He knows. I, I, I still think he knows what's going on. Oh, He's yeah. not like that yeah, baby. Just is there some kind of magical power <laughs> in the galaxy? Yeah. But trying to process for himself, like, oh, am I am I trying to save some that would one day in the past try to kill me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If that, yeah. It, if it, was, to, it ties to something else we would probably talk about about his <laughs> about the Mandalorian's view of Jedi and the Force. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's get into some themes, which mm-hmm. we, you know, you and I have danced around and said uh, one of our catchphrases here on Force Center. Yeah. We'll talk about that soon. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> but soon has come to now. So it let's talk it. about some of the big uh, themes. There, there, to me, there are, are a couple, but they're kind of interlocking the, this idea of hunter and prey. Yeah. Which gets played out really, uh, you know, explicitly with the the two Mandos fighting over one another. And mm-hmm. you get to see the Mando being both hunter and prey of like, well, by rescuing the baby, I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I'm caught doing that, I am immediately going to become prey. Right. And the armor is saying that's a courageous way to live. Uh, yeah, lots of different uh, reflections of that. Big risk there. But then kind of in, in combination to hunter and prey, I felt like there was this huge theme of being seen. Versus being enclosed. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple people reminding the Mandalorian that he is going to be seen. Like, first yep. we have him walking through uh, town yeah. with the baby Yoda wide out in the open. And, like, my wife yes. was like, close the baby. Close the thing. <laughs> I was too. I was like, close it. Close Can it. What are you doing? What say? But that, that's a part of this, this yeah. tension. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we hear her say, like, uh, this man, the new armor is really going to make you be seen. I'm uh, uh, paraphrasing uh, exactly uh, what the, she said. I, I got half the quote. I para- armor will draw quote many eyes. Yes, I must warn you, it will draw many eyes. There you go. And then uh, one of my favorite lines of the episode when he walks in and everybody turns to look at him into the bar and they all hate you, Mando. <laughs> By the way, Carl Weathers giving me all the best Carl Weathers I The whole sequence, which is wonderfully over the top, it is it is prequel level, Palpatine level to me almost. Almost, uh, it's hard yeah. to top Palpatine, but just that like you're the best client in the world. Like I yeah. just was, I was eating up every yeah. bit of his uh, his his grief cargo stew. Yeah, take you to see the Twi'leks steaming, <laughs> the heal, healing, healing baths, healing baths of the Twi'leks. Yeah, but the, but yeah, I love. So it. you get reinforced that that armor is going to make him be seen. Yeah, that he is known and hated. Yeah, and by everyone. Oh, in man. in the bar, great. Carly Simon's "You're So Vain" was playing in my oh, head. Yeah. As he walks in. <laughs> you probably think this bounty is about you, yeah. don't you? Don't you? Um, but then I feel like it's been growing in general in the show, uh, but felt more explicit in this episode that there is a tension to the Mandalorian's character about mm-hmm. whether or not he wants to be enclosed, whether or not he wants to yeah. be in the armor. So we have. All of these different shots, especially in chapter two of when the baby basket is open and him looming in front of the baby. Right. Uh, we get we finally get to see the full super battle droids. Right. We see the Mandalorian being contained mm-hmm. in that little bunker. Right. In the door shape of the bunker. Even visually rhymes with the armor that is being made. At the exact same, his new chest plate, uh, it yeah. has the actual same shape. So it is connecting the trauma of being sealed in somewhere for safety when you are young with being sealed into your armor, which should be your identity. Yeah. You get that combined with the Mando as a child 
having the exact same perspective of the super battle droid that baby Yoda yeah. has had of him. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it resonates on lots of levels. One being just getting that clear idea of, I don't ever want any creature to look up at me the way I looked up at that battle droid. Mm. That's not what I want to be. Yeah. But then going forward in the series, this tension for him of, does he want to be a never helmet taker off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does he want is for him? Is the armor strength? Is it who he is? Yeah. Or is it something he has to seal himself in mm-hmm. because of that trauma of what happened to him when he was a child? hundred percent on board with you here because number one, that line she says to him, has your helmet ever been removed by others? Put that, pin that to a wall. Right. Cause I think that's going to come back later in this show. Yeah. Um, but I, I just just even I want to talk to about even just the flashback because I think it ties into what you're saying here. I heard I heard I hear tell I heard someone uh, in a review of an, of this sh- episode say ah, I don't really like that we're getting the same exact flashback thing. They clink the clink, and I believe in my heart it is it is not just done on purpose stylistically and kind of a cool reveal. But to me, I took it as the Mandalorian is forcing himself to relive that trauma that formed him yeah. it, 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 it with e- he is staring at the at the mallet whatever coming down clink with each pounding thing he is going back to what hurts him and also what made him so it would definitely tie into what you're saying yeah i i was locked away yeah and, and now i do i want to be that anymore i think that's the question and he was locked away first he's been locked away as a mandalorian my armor has lost its integrity. Now, whew, you're walking into the you know the the party, shining bright, and everyone knows what you are. They they know, but it, yeah. it, there's no mistake. I am wearing a target. Well, I am wearing a target. It's who I am. I, yeah, I absolutely think I'm more interested in those flashbacks for what it is teaching us about what he thinks about himself than you know who might rescue him. Though that's a great question. Yeah. Um, and it's also cool to see Battle Droids, by the yeah, way. Super cool to see Battle Droids. I actually want to have the prequels remade as much as I love them now. Um, anyways, big win on that, Joseph. I think you're on to something real important there. Yeah, and it ties into the Hunter and Prey theme, right? Because Absolutely. I'm, when he's a child, he's the Prey. And as the adult, he wants to be the Hunter. And I agree with you. I don't think this is like PTSD. Like every time he hears armor hammered, no. he's... He, this is he is revisiting that memory because he is trying to decide yeah. how much it shapes him. Yeah. And I think right now he thinks it is a good thing. He thinks yes. I am the armor. Yeah. And I think what that's the big thing for me when you say put a pin in it about the never taking the helmet off. Yeah. Are we going to a moment where he gets that place of like the Satine level of Mandalorian strength of yeah. I am strong. Mm. The armor is a tool. And yes, it's a part of my culture. It's a part of who I am, but it doesn't have to be all of who I am. And there can be the power of being safe behind the armor. And there can be the power of taking the armor off and saying, I still have power. And and letting someone else take it off too. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, that's a big thing, right? This is the way. This This is is the the way. way. Yeah. And this is a new way. Uh, Any other thoughts? Uh, You touched on it. Let's, let's talk about it. The, amazingly well constructed that we get a little bit more information on that same flashback and it pretty much universally led Star Wars fans it seems to the thought who is going to rescue him yes and so perfect because I've heard Yoda well that makes sense but I don't 
I think we would have had. I'd want a little bit more recognition when yeah. he sees the baby, unless that him holding the finger out and and the and 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 at the end of episode yeah. one has something to do with like wait a minute, um, Ahsoka. Yeah, because Filoni's there. Yeah. That would make sense. It would be Hayden really Christensen's cool. been around a lot, so I had a nerd moment of like, yeah. what if Anakin, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't that be insane if just blue lightsaber, the hero's blade, cuts through that? And it's it's nothing it's to Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. He uh, can't ever remember wow. this or would never think about I that. I thought about that. But to the kid, it'd be like, huh? That'd be great. It would be amazing. Kenobi, I've heard Kenobi, too, well. of course, would be great. And and it absolutely might be. But it, for me, again, putting on like the narrative hat, mm-hmm. that would be cool for us. But would it work with what we know so far about the Mandalorian? Because he sees, yeah. it, I think, mm-hmm. Force users is at least dubious. Yeah, at if least not dubious. the enemy. He just called one the enemy. Yeah, yeah that, I was that, rescued by the dubious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's at least he's, so, and that you would imprint. Ignore, you right? can't ignore that, right? That would imprint yeah. Yeah. some amount of positivity. Yeah. So I think he's going to be rescued by a Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. And well, I think, yeah, because yeah, well, yes, thank you. Because this is why we we love theories at Force Center, but you have to tie them to the themes and the narrative that's being told to you or, or presented to. You. Yeah, it would make sense. He's a foundling. Yeah, we haven't in that flashback. We yeah. haven't seen any Mandalorians in armor. Yeah, we are assuming that he is a born and bred blood Mandalorian, but maybe a Mandalorian rescues him. Yeah, in an unrelated place. Yeah, or you know maybe it is. You know, there's a lot a lot of mysteries there about exactly yeah. how yeah. that all works. Maybe they're gonna. Uh, there's to me a possibility that Favreau and Floney want to reclaim the more Legends EU idea that yeah. it is a, a world in a place, but it's also a yeah. culture that you can. Join, which, which would put Floney at odds with George a little bit, right? But yeah, because in Clone Wars, you know, a lot was made that hey, they're all uh, uh, white, blonde hair, blue eye kind of creatures, uh, you know, humans or whatever uh, creatures. Um, <laughs> and but then by Rebels, we see Sabine and her family. It's, it's not a so, variety. It, it's yeah. a variety going on, but it's all tied to born on Mandalore or Concord Donald kind of Any stuff. Any of the Mandalorian territories, so, yeah. T- yeah, so this is introducing absolutely this new concept here of of, of, of literally this foundling. Um, so that is, I'm expecting a Mandalorian. Because, yeah, it, yeah it's a, so yeah, and just to be clear, I'm, I'm excited to get that information. I'm not making yeah. a prediction about oh, yeah, no. and who okay. he is, because that could absolutely be a Mandalorian territory that mm. it's during the Clone Wars, so they're not armored up. Yeah. And it's a member of Death Watch who, who rescues him. It could be on the other side that he isn't a, you know, blood and bone Mandalorian and he yeah. entered the culture. And I'm I'm really interested to see yeah. how they go with that one. It could be young Bo Katet. It could be Previs. It could be a yeah. be funny if Favreau actually playing Previs. <laughs> I, I, even though I'm pretty sure he voiced Paz. But um so I'm definitely look, I, I, you know, if it's Ahsoka standing there, we oh, get a live action, I'm so gonna cool. go, wow. And my girlfriend's going to go, who's that? And I'd be like, you have a lot to watch. Um, but yeah, it doesn't quite fit for me. You a know, Jedi if we're going to see a Jedi in some way, it might be cooler if there's a Jedi in the background fighting the battle droids with some Mandalorian who yeah. rescues him or maybe a Mandalorian rescues him. And then a Jedi's got a problem with that Mandalorian. So he gets yeah. to see the Jedi as the enemy. But I yeah, think yeah. it, mm, yeah, there are like, there's some ties between this and solo in it's the movie solo in it's, Western themes, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's that great moment that you and I have both talked about in Solo where Han sees on the battlefield of Mimban, sees Beckett mm-hmm. in, in kind of silhouette at the top of the hills, blasting people away and spinning his blasters. And you're seeing that moment where Solo's like, that's Ta-da! what I want to be. Yeah. And I wonder if we aren't going to get some Mandalorian yeah. in full armor 
rescuing the kid and having that shot of that's what I want to be. Absolutely. That's what power and safety is. Yeah. Is being that. That's, and that's what I want to be. Uh, seems like a, th- a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 one other theme that I, that I noted is just that idea of which code do you break? Which mm. I think we've talked about a lot, yeah. you know, but this episode is so heavy with, he is trapped between you do not break the guild codes. You yeah. do not break the, this new Mandalorian codes. A lot of a lot of sins to be had. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of sins. Uh, any other big thematic ideas that you wanted to touch on before we move on? Uh, no, you touch. Uh, you really touched on, on all the ones I wanted to get with the Mandalorian ones. So there's, again, there's a lot of ones that are just easy and present. Uh, that's why I love the client line. That's kind of one of the to me. We we talk we talk going in. You 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 were that hotel room in Chicago. Like <laughs> this seems to be about identities and rediscovering the identities. That's the overriding thing of this whole show to me. That's why why the client stuff is exciting when he when he challenges them. But then I was really excited with just the the the, the Mandalorian stuff because it's all themes and, and yeah, codes. With nice them, so. and juicy. Yeah. Uh, so Deborah Child, this is her big uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, premiere. Yeah. Um, and people seem to really be loving the direction on this episode. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know extra attention because it is the first woman directing a live action Star Wars, yep. and that she's going to be uh, directing Obi Wan Kenobi. So getting a lot of people excited. Were there any directorial choices or moments? We uh, discuss this every episode because it's such an interesting slate of directors. Yeah. What uh, choices or moments directorially uh, spoke to you? I thought I thought I thought she handled the action stuff really well, um, and a lot of the focus coming in on her resume of work. We, we talked about it even just like, hey, you know, she deals with a lot of characters alone or yeah. conflicted. Jessica, I always go to Jessica Jones and it, you know, dark, depressed type of stuff. <laughs> um, to see, to me, to see her make uh, get. Uh, get through these action sequences in such a fun way, which I, I really, it, it was really like that pulse pounding, especially when he's, I kept calling it video. Like he was on story mode. Cause it just was, he was killing everyone really <laughs> easily, but it was just like total video game vibe. I thought yeah. her choices in those sequences were what made me really excited for Obi-Wan. Cause I want the dark reflective campfire Obi-Wan, but yeah. there's gotta be some action. Oh yeah. yeah and so I was happy. It with looks that. like there's going to be good action. Yeah. Uh, I liked how many shots, um, Either we're really letting us see that he is being stared at and observed and building the tension that way. Mm. That nice long walk uh, into town yeah. with Baby Yoda and the choice to have the canister, the baby bucket canister open. Great. Uh, and then obviously walking into the bar. That combined with lots of times and places where he is kind of contained and claustrophobic, right? So yes. even the way the action is shot, it is literally because it's in a building. Mm. But the, like, he only had so much room to maneuver in the building uh, and then obviously hiding in the speeder. And there's so many shots where, yeah, you can write that this is the action that happens. But she shot it anyway to remind us of this tension between being stared at yeah. and being kind of claustrophobic mm. uh, about it at the same time. And then I just one of the things that I really appreciate in the action scene is a couple different really great shots where she just left the dead trooper in the foreground. Yes. And for Star Wars, it Star Wars always wrestles with the, like, it's a fun space Yay. adventure yeah. where they blow up a whole planet and thousands yeah. and millions die. Yay, <laughs> a fun romp. Don't think about it Don't. too much, says Alec Guinness. Yeah. Uh, so it's always interesting to chew when directors choose how much to remind you, like, mm. he burned that guy alive. Yeah. And it's you hear this. Like, There's the sizzle. And yeah, in the, oh. yeah and, and leaving mm. those troopers in the foreground to let you... Sit with not the uh, yeah. It's cool, 
but but he he, he fried that guy. They don't they don't uh, <laughs> they don't uh, fade away like video games. She we, I always love talking because we talk western samurais. Uh, the, the movie Lone Wolf and Cub keeps coming up as yeah. an example of, of this. John Wick uh, a lot of Taken in there too. Taken one where oh, yeah oh, he's yes. just going through you boom 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 like uh, yeah there was a lot of that there. Yeah, this is what is the most quick and resourceful way, yeah. and also the way where I can use the most toys. Toys. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the fun toy moments in just a minute, but right now we're going to take a quick break. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we are back for more Mandalorian Report. We're going to dive into some of the fun stuff and some of the weird stuff that we like to talk about. So we've talked a lot about the action figure inspiration that uh, everybody sensed and Favreau and Filoni uh, confirmed. Uh, but we've also been both getting a heavy video game vibe. Oh, so yeah. any favorite action figure and or video game moments? I... Loved the uh, I loved the uh, droid as a horse <laughs> and a cart western very young guns yes. two vibe of drive drive no 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 and then make it happen um, like yeah. that's like did you get that like I want to buy the droid cart so I can act out yeah, the yeah, scene yeah, right yeah. with uh, with baby Yoda hiding action so there was a lot of great black series in fact and then black series rebel uh, not black that well our friends obviously black Hasbro black series is going to release the heavy Mandalorian gunner Paz Vizsla figure okay. that's out there it looked like black series figures landing <laughs> nice uh we talked about this line but uh i gotta uh, get one of those yeah it's yeah. not only a great action figure uh line because right. it also is like okay well that's that'll be the fourth version of the mandalorian i buy is the one where yeah. he finally does get a jetpack but in terms of video games it spoke so much to leveling up right yeah, there's, there's did, a lot yeah. of the, like the leveling up progress that the Mandalorian is so doing much. with getting more armor and like, so okay, much. what side quest do I have to beat to get yep. the jetpack <laughs> so I can get up to the higher level yep. to get access to that clue? Love that. Love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this might be partially just because I am in the middle of playing Jedi Fallen Order as we record this. Oh yeah, but there's there. It's obviously for fun, but I felt it so much more the fact that he could have probably shot all of those stormtroopers. Yeah. But just like when I'm playing a video game, yes. for Thank fun, you. I want to kill them with all of my different skills and use Thank all you. of my different abilities, right? You're 100% right. I'm going to pull them to me. I'm going to push them away. I'm going to, yes. <laughs> I want to knock throw one off my lightsaber. Yeah. yeah, I want to hit one guy with another guy. 100%. He, yeah, he was just, he's like, I want to use all my tools. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Birds. Very good uh, video game kills. All right, let's talk about grizzled weirdos. Yeah. What were your favorite grizzled weirdo moments? I, to me, it was uh, Grief Karga. He's 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 grizzled. He's grizzled. Uh, he's not the classic. You know, Quill's got that slow. Every we we always seem to go slow. But Grief's been around. He's he's been around this galaxy, and I just liked the whole conversation. Um, I really liked the. To me, it was the. And I'm 
I'm rich too, which is <laughs> it's the Bible in the chest. that's going to save you from the bullet later. Right. I got it. I got a fun moment for me, but I really <laughs> just the way he just is like suddenly like, Hey, hey I'm rich too. I, I, yeah. He wants to retire and get out of it. Right. That yeah. whole scene was great. That's going to be one of my uh, favorite lines. I, you know, when Disney allows it, I hope that's is a common gift. Uh, they all yeah. hate you, Mando. <laughs> yeah. I think that I can see that one being like, I was about to, Hey, something good happened to me yeah. today. And then the gift, they all hate you, man. After the first two episodes, I was hesitant to refer to him as Mando or the Mando because it was like, is this kind of disrespectful? Is it yeah. disrespectful to have him just like right from the beginning? Hey, Mando on like, the on yeah. the uh, on the on the transmission. Um, that's his name that's his to name. a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, and I loved the not only everything you're saying the the setup for that's going to save his life with the best car and the setup yeah. for like this is why I'm in it is so I can take my cut. Yeah, but the utter clueless insensitivity of like and i got some of the precious bounty of your people stolen stolen (laughs) when your uh, people were crushed by the empire i've got some too yeah buddy like (laughs) come on man (laughs) and just maybe just like he he knows he sent everyone else in that room to go get the baby and perhaps even kill the mando if necessary just yeah. he needed a winner to have the old uh, kind of like hey you i knew it was you all along and i knew you were gonna win i'm glad it was you buddy yeah, yeah. we got we got the the we got the carl weathers i was hoping for yeah for, in this episode since we're uh near the uh, him him getting shot moment uh yeah. I, I think that is a we say grizzled weirdo and have fun with the kind of the, the funny lines or the weird lines. But I did like seeing the uh, that uh, value of age, the wisdom, right, mm. of that he is yeah. clocking how everything's going. He's Grief Clark is the one who's smart enough to shoot the droid instead of trying to shoot the Mando. Right. He's the one who says, like, OK, I see how this is going. So I'll intercept him at his ship. So we get to see him be wise and smarter than the, the yeah. thugs he hires. D- definitely. But then the question that I've seen a lot of people asking, do you feel like the Mando shot him in the Beskar on purpose or is that good grief cargo luck? I took it as good grief cargo luck. Um, I'll say that when, when grief cargo says, cause I'm your only hope, um, there's that part of me that was like, he might be right. Yeah. You know, even though I know Mando's not going to stick with him and he's not going to, you know, that there might be, I'm your only hope to keep you alive in the guild, to keep you like to stop what's happening to you. Like, there could be a lot of different ways. You need money, and you're you, only going to get it through yeah, me. I, I'm your guy. Um, that there could be a slight of affinity. I just though at this point, at that point, at that particular point, I think Mando was shooting to kill. Uh, yeah, I think but, Mando is shooting to get him off the damn ship. Yeah, and if he killed him, great. If he didn't, who knows? Maybe people are right, and maybe it will come out that yeah, Mando, yeah. Mando spared could him. Be, could Maybe be. also be cool if Mando tried to. <laughs> Why? Yeah. You're like, no, I, I shot you there on purpose. Yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to spare you grief. I shot you there on purpose. Yeah. Uh, the other just weird grizzled weirdo moment I liked was the, uh, the, the client approaching baby Yoda and having the creepy. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Like, so, so creepy. Yeah. Werner Herzog. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's killing it. <laughs> Good job being creepy. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we head toward wrapping up, we're going to talk about predictions for uh, next chapter, future chapters, uh, big picture. What predictions uh, or even desires do you have based on this chapter? I got to tell you, going uh, he to me, it, there's an ultimate goal with this this baby Yoda and and 
and whatever, it, kind of an investigation, almost an Obi-Wan attack, the clones investigation, right? But it seems to me along the way, there's going to be more little things he gets in trouble. We, we know Cara Dune is coming. Yeah. Um, we know that's this next couple, next episode. They've released, Disney did release a little, for the first time, some character, some like forthcoming episodes. Okay. They're very vague. Okay. They're very vague. Um, but you can see a sense that along the big path is Baby Yoda, but along the way, he's going to get himself into some more junk. And I'm interested to see what he learns from each time and how he becomes more himself and more the new version of himself yeah. through these adventures. I'm excited about that. And I'll tell you right now, I, I, I hope uh, Cara Dune sticks around. Yeah, and isn't just like a, isn't just she's a there for these two chapters when he has the yeah. adventure on this planet kind of thing. Because it, it was definitely sold. You got Mandalorian IG-11 at his side and Cara Dune on the other side. And so far, not been the case. They might be shifting it around a little bit, but right now that's the key art all over Disney is yeah. the, the those three, the big three, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I really hope that yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm very fascinated with the Mando perspective because my mind went to uh, right now uh, mm. to the yeah, the story obviously is being teased that eventually we're going to figure out who wants Baby Yoda for what. But I don't yeah. feel like the Mandalorian's like, all right, let me put on my uh, my hat and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. light a vape pen or whatever, you yeah. know, a death stick and do some 1940s yes. film noir investigating. Right. He's not a gumshoe. <laughs> He's going to ground, right? Yeah. So uh, that that's my bias is that I feel mm-hmm. like the character would just go like, where can I stick this baby? Yeah. And maybe he already knows Cara Dune. Maybe he's going to mm. run into her where he just, I just, but I just feel like the next place he would go is somewhere to yeah. hide or, or recoup. Yeah. Not for him going, I have to figure out the plot. That's a great point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So you're right. I think the plot is going to come. The baby Yoda needs are going to come to him in the form of Moff Gideon tracking, tracking him down. down. That makes sense. And he's just going to go, try to get on with his life yeah yeah i yeah that's what it makes it the way the show this is why i love the show more than i expected it wasn't that i I wasn't on board going in it's just the way the chapters are laid out everything it it, it is now very hard for me to predict and i love that and you listeners know i'm bad at predictions number one and two (laughs) i don't ever want to predict it i don't want to be right too many times it's fun to be right every now and then but I don't know. Like Moff Gideon could not show up to the final episode so, at this point. Part eight, yeah. He could be the big final, big boss at the end of this video game. Yeah, yeah. You have to hit him whichever spot is glowing, or you won't die. Uh, uh, yeah, no. And force I, hold him. I I totally agree. Of I could be wrong too. It could be that he's like, I'm going to go to somebody who knows about. Mm-hmm. I I know this person from the past who knows about force users. Yeah. I'm going to take him there and go. Uh, what's the deal with this thing? Yeah. You know, maybe. Uh, but I get more the sense that he is a, he's a linear guy of yeah. like, what's next? Yeah. Um, so that, that's really fascinating to not know the signet now mm-hmm. is becoming a dangling thread, right? You've got the, yes. the when, where, how, who will take off his helmet because mm-hmm. we're gonna see Pedro Pascal. That's so funny. Um, and it's something the character is obviously working toward as we talked about, but yeah. then, the signet too. Well, now we get a little bit better sense of like he is earning honor, mm-hmm. honor points yeah. to unlock <laughs> the signet. Uh, more video game stuff. Honor XP, uh, and it is a signet is usually something that you have bested, right? Yeah, a worthy challenge you have overcome. Yeah, 
So do you have any guesses or desires to what his signet should be? Um, I think his signet might be, uh, <laughs> it might just be a picture of Baby Yoda. That was going to be my thing. Because he I saved want a, him. I want the signet it's to be not what be I defeated. That's what I saved. I want that to be the last shot. Yes. The getting the Ka-dum. signet of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that will happen. I, I don't, don't know if that's a solid prediction, but it's, it. a, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. It'll probably be a Sarlacc pit or something. Yeah. It'll be a, an exact yeah. picture of Werner Herzog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I defeated Werner Herzog. Uh, so any, any, for you, any other predictions for next chapter or, or upcoming, uh, big picture stuff? No, I'm just, I, I no, I, I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to, I think he's going to learn a lot from, from Caradone. Yeah. My uh, only other big picture prediction or maybe desire I was left with after this episode, and again, putting myself in the age uh, perspective mm-hmm. of Favreau and Filoni, it feels like it's going to a Blues Brothers place. Mm. The classic Blues Brothers, like, look, we're we're not we're kind of shady guys trying yeah. to do something noble. Yeah, we're committed to that mission, our and mission in that God. our mission from God. And while doing that, we piss off everyone yes. we encounter. Yes, until the end is the entire world coming after us. And it. Yeah. Knowing the influence that Blues Brothers was for people of our general grizzled weirdo age that you yeah. and I are can, yeah, um, that I wonder if it's going towards a the guilds after him, the empire is after him, uh, some got, arm of the New Republic is after him. Yeah, those raiders, uh, the raiders, it looks like he's going to encounter yeah. according to the toys, yes. yeah, and other places, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that would be fun for me if it really was like one guy and his baby Yoda <laughs> against the world. <laughs> Uh, It'll be like the series finale of Seinfeld. Just yeah. every, everyone testified against them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap up. Um, yeah, I, I'm just gonna pull the curtain back. I meant to ask you before we recorded. Oh yeah, if you wanted to touch base on any of the bigger debates going around on the Mandalorian, or if you want to save that for a little bit, because right now I'm hearing a lot of debate about people saying this is Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> the real Star Wars is back. Not just saying yeah. I like Mandalorian, but Mandalorian is the truth and other Star Wars is yeah. not. So there's that. And then there's a lot of di- discussion about representation and diversity. Yeah. So if nothing else, I want to acknowledge to our listeners that we are keyed yeah. in and listening to those debates. Yeah. Do you want to dive in I, now or do you want to give it a little bit of time? I think, I think uh, in terms of the... Representation of diversity one comes a lot. I just had a conversation with a friend off air about it, about the female uh, lack of female characters other than the armorer, basically, right now. Um, I get so I get it. I get it. I don't want to. I'm not pushing back against it at all. I just the way the story's been told and being told. I'm like, w- 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 give me all eight episodes first before I make a b- big judgment. Though I get it's important. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't want to take it. I'm not the one to comment on it. You know what I mean? Got it. Uh, I. I uh, yeah, so it's it's present, but I'm just like, it, it, you had said it earlier, like, if we didn't know what was coming, yeah. we'd have a problem. If this was two hours, if this was all we got, all right, but I, they've made, and yes, anyone else could have been, you know, Horatio Sands could have been, uh, Brian Posehn could have been, I, I get that. Um, but it's out there, it's there. I think it's going to start by next week, boom, it'll change dramatically. Yeah, I think it doesn't comfort people who are missing it. Yes. And I don't tend, I'm not intend, I'm not taking away your problem with that or trying to comfort you. I'm just saying, I, I, I think by the end of this road, 
will be in a better spot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I want to be sure to celebrate the positivity of the diversity behind the camera, which mm-hmm. is groundbreaking for Star Wars. A lot of second unit female directors. Right. And, you know, Deborah Chow, Deborah Chow and, Bryce, and, Dallas and Bryce Dallas Howard and all, all sorts of uh, great diversity behind the camera. So in other discussions, I don't want to lose yeah. the positivity of that. And yeah, I'm in the camp of I want to see how all the other characters flesh out. Yeah. Um, and see exactly who Cara Dune is, exactly the kind of character Ming Na Wen presents. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, uh, you know, uh, is. Um, yeah, Natalie Tenna as uh, Twi'lek is coming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the character that we've seen in a couple of trailers um, that may or may not be a part of this upcoming Cara Dune. Oh, you're talking about Julia Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So there, so there are more uh, women characters mm-hmm. coming. Even if, to me, even if the back half of this is chock full of women with a diversity of characters, a diversity of perspectives, uh, I, I just want to say that I get and understand yeah, yeah. the perspective of this is still the beginning of a story. And for people who are just tuning into Disney Plus because they heard this was awesome and don't do or listen to a weekly Star Wars podcast, <laughs> don't already have Cara Dune's character uh, name memorized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can totally understand how people would come to this and say, hey, all of these actors are awesome. But why Werner Herzog could have been Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. Uh, any number of, you know, people could have been Grief Karga or, yeah. you know, Dr. Pershing. There, all of, there is, I think, a a, a um, an understandable desire to go to say it's great that some kick ass uh, women are coming that are all badasses. Yeah. But I'll just speak for myself personally. I want to make sure not just that I see a variety of people of all kinds, women, people of color, everything. I want to see people getting to play all kinds of people. Right. And I'm super excited that I know for sure some women who are ass kickers are coming. Right. But I'd also be happy to see, you know, a grizzled weirdo weirdo, woman who's uh, down with the Empire and is taunting the Mandalorian. I'd be happy to see, you know, uh, Dr. Pershing, who you don't know, you know. Are they just devoted to science or are they, right. you know, a good, like oh, any, a woman could be any of those characters. So I understand that concern. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not here to comfort anyone though. The Ugnot crowd, they're happy. Yes. Uh, they're <laughs> happy indeed. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And again, we, 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 we want to address the conversations that are out there Yeah, because it's important. It's part of why we do this because this isn't just a review, right? This isn't a review. This is a discussion. Yeah. And Star Wars is uh, impacts yeah. Uh, yeah. everything, everything in, in lots of ways. So yeah. uh, I think those are just some of our thoughts if people are curious. And also uh, the conversation is not done. As you, yeah. As yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Now, yeah. the other one, the this is Star Wars. Do you want to talk? Oh, about- <laughs> uh, look, uh, I think I, I'll try to address this. Tonight. I, it's making me upset. It's making me upset because number one, this is a great thing. This show's going great. Yeah. There's a big kind of unification happening. And because again, I, as much as I love Last Jedi and love Solo and love what we do here, I obviously there was a, 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 some, some contentious feelings. A diversity of opinions. Yes. So to have everyone kind of on board is great. I'm not surprised because some of these people are people I know. And I'm not surprised that they're using it as a chance to bash what came before it, uh, including bashing, not bad, but continuing this narrative of Kathleen Kennedy should have been in charge. Kathleen Kennedy said to Favreau, you need to work with Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni has admitted that. By yeah. the way, I can tell you for a fact they fought on set. And 
Favreau had to remind Filoni who he was. I know that for a fact. And so um, to to not give Kathleen credit for going, hey, this guy, this guy is the part of the future of this franchise. Yeah. I, I get upset. I'm upset. And you can hear my tone. I'm upset. And I saw some tweets of a low level director who tweeted who made an average comedy about the prequels years ago using this. To, to bash what came before, I guarantee you, uh, you listen to their reviews, they're missing bigger themes, and the themes are have been present for five years, and this is just, a, to me, a continuation of success, and I don't think you should trust anyone that says, <laughs> this has been better than the last few years. You yeah. might like it better, and it might connect it better, but dig in. Yeah. Dig in a little deeper. Sorry, end of rant. No, yeah, the rants are welcome. <laughs> this, uh, he, this guy really upset me on, over the weekend. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I, you know, and I've seen it a lot, and some of it is just the the way we talk about media as a society that I've gone on about on mm. Star Wars Counseling, of we're trained that the stronger, firmer way to speak is to be declarative, yes, and to yeah, say yeah. your opinion is, this is the best Star Wars. Yeah, I think yeah. sometimes people are just doing that because that's kind of societally how we've been taught to speak. But from my Obi-Wan Kenobi, certain point of view, why a certain point of view matters to me is because it's richer to go, the Mandalorian is really working for me in a way that The Last Jedi doesn't. Then you can say to a friend, why? And you can hear their perspective. You might not agree with it, but it opens the door to a conversation. Yeah. All of the Disney movies have been garbage. The Mandalorian is the only good Star Wars. Yeah. Now the door is closed. Now two people are mad about a thing that mm. they both think is good. Yes. So many of us think the Mandalorian yes. is good. And I understand there's some people who don't, but so many of us think the Mandalorian and is I've good. Seen, by the way, I've seen a couple that are like, yeah. I don't get, I'm not on board. I'm not on board. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But like, why? This is a chance for unity. Like you're saying, like, yeah. we should be celebrating that we are all enjoying the Mandalorian yeah. for are different reasons. If you are the age that we are and you grew up with the original trilogy, it's this is obsessed with the, mm-hmm. the what if conversations of our playgrounds. But you know, if you grew up with the prequels and like yeah. battle droids are really being presented in this way that they can make or break or shape the life of a Mandalorian and you're excited about it from that, there's so yeah. so many people are just Baby Yoda is amazing. And yeah. that is my entry point. Like yeah. there's so many different entry points into the Mandalorian. Yeah. That just for me, like enjoying different parts of Star Wars and recognizing that you enjoy them mm-hmm. because of who you are and because of how Star Wars came into your life yeah. is a positive. And I don't and it makes me sad to see that positivity and that possibility for unity and understanding to be taken away by needing to exclude other Star Wars while you express that you like this Star Wars, it's yes. a loss to me. There, there, it's a big, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because some of the some of the people saying this stuff, even off camera, even like I think the Mandalorian's going to unify everyone. I'm like, okay, great. So here it is. It kind of has. And then you're still burning the world down. <laughs> it says a lot about you than more does about the movies. But uh, the, the your, your Star Wars buffet theory of it, just enjoy it. You know, yeah. like I'm in, I'm enjoying Star Wars Resistance less this season, but. That I, you know, that doesn't. It's, it's not like I'm like pointing back at rebels and going, "That's the way you, you should have done it." <laughs> I'm just not having the time. I'm rushed. I'm busy, and I'm not seeing it as much. So I just, it, it just, it's, it irks me. And but 
Joseph, we have to, you know, uh, be, be, be secure with ourselves to just enjoy what we enjoy and let yeah. the other people not like, or, or, or start their own conversations. It's, but, uh, but I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it's taking away 2% of the fun of the Mandalorian to me right. when I go online and I'm not talking YouTube channels and podcasters. I'm talking people I deal with in my regular life. Yeah. Was this so hard for Disney? They could have done this for the last five years. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come into my cave and let's talk. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like, yeah, let's go to that Star Wars buffet. Uh yeah. you you eat your Star Wars taco, I'll eat my Star Wars pizza. They're both awesome. Uh, both there's a taco pizza that we can have too. <laughs> filled with clubs. <laughs> and, and different conversation like like it I hear a lot of uh uh you know you and I you address it. You we're, we're very positive in this and sometimes like, well, it's all positive. Uh, this need that is a uh, it's been well it's just human nature but um i used to produce that show movie fights it created an atmosphere not the people on the show not the show but the fan base uh, started to need to feel everything's a debate everything's a point yeah everything's to be judged and determined and i think what we at force center have always done is let's have a long form discussion about what we love about this yeah um including the negative things you and i will choose and when jennifer's present too uh hey we didn't like this book as much as we thought how do we say that in a way that keeps the discussion going right and it's not necessary to have a debate i hear this all the time now with collider jedi council and you you coming on uh the the reviews over there where it's like yeah but i didn't i needed a, like a dissenting opinion you don't you don't need it <laughs> you really don't and if you listen there are discussions going back and forth sometimes about different interpretations and this that it's a bigger discussion to be had but let's just enjoy it and that's what you and i and a lot of others are doing but yeah let's enjoy it yeah i think what we're saying in the big picture is for us the salute didn't work, but we choose yes. to say that in a respectful way. <laughs> the heavy Just Mando gunner lands like Julie Andrews in a 1967 <laughs> Disney movie. All right. I didn't like it, but but I'm going to be OK. Seeing that heavy gun. Speaking of getting back into cool. positivity, right? Because was amazing. How many how many times have we used that in Battlefront Two? Yes. To see, oh my I'm God. the heavy is my that's my assault class. Yeah, not right? assault, but that's my class of trooper. Yeah, yeah. I love oh, it. In the remnant troopers have a blaster that you can mm-hmm. get in. Ba- anyway, <laughs> the point is, uh, we want to celebrate Star Wars, and uh, we want other people to celebrate Star Wars, and we want to discuss why we each individually are uh, attracted to different parts of it uh, so we can all find the parts of the Star Wars buffet that we want to stuff in our face. All right, we're going to wrap up with a weird, fun, personal question inspired by this episode. So if, in this Mandalorian culture, your signet is something that is that maybe tried to kill you, but you <laughs> overcame, what is your signet, Kent? Oh, boy. <laughs> um... I was, how do you put L.A. traffic? <laughs> it almost gets me every time. Your signet can be a text like, sorry, I guess I'm going to be a few minutes late. Yeah. My signet can be Barham and Olive, uh, which is the streets here. Once wonderfully referenced in 30 Rock right. as a problem. Yeah. yeah, an intersection you just can't get around. I yeah. think right now in this wonderful time where there's so many things to enjoy, both Star Wars uh, and many other kinds of media, I'm loving the hell out of Watchmen, all sorts of things, mm. uh, Doctor Who coming back, oh, 
Uh, and then just like, you know, wanting to have a life with my wife and friends, yeah. and, uh, you know, <laughs> career goals and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I, I think my signet would just be a, a clock. It would be time. That's great. If I can defeat time. Well, I feel like time is trying to defeat me and I want to win. Yeah. You, your great special Joseph Scrimshaw versus time. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> I forgot I already did that. Anyway. <laughs> Too busy. That is our episode. So please uh, do check Ken out at all your places. Uh, yeah. where, can, where can people yeah, find you? Just easily go to KenNapsack.com. Uh, I'll be at the Schmodown Spectacular on December 7th Ooh. for the uh, Star Wars event. I'll be calling the action. Uh, and then uh, there's a fan expo before. I'll be there as well. It's going to be fun. Nice, nice. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out all of my shows and comedy albums and other podcasts on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. I have a bunch of live shows uh, coming up, including a great holiday show here in Los Angeles uh, called CNC Holiday. Uh, and then I've got a New Year's Eve show. And right now my obsessed podcast is an interview with Jennifer Murrow, the uh, writer, uh, one of the writers of Forces of Destiny. She really uh, helped develop it with the Lucasfilm team and wrote all the episodes in the the first half of the block there. She has a great discussion with me uh, on Obsessed about jazz and Hollywood in general, so go check that out, josephsgrimshaw.com. And of course, you can find us everywhere as Force Center Pod. Uh, You can find us on Anchor, that's our main podcast home, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all Force Center Pod. Until the next chapter of The Mandalorian Report, we have spoken. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.